Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, we are live and lively here on KMOX. Lots of things happening. Randy Pantano sitting in with me. He, uh, he's he got a very, very busy day and weekend. As you might imagine, with all the rain, the Helitech folks are out trying to plug leaks in every dike in the listening area of KMOX. Uh, so he's promised to stay with me a little bit here. Uh, Randy, in the end of last hour, we talked about things that homeowners can do around their house. Uh, can you just run us through what some of those things are uh, that, you know, that can, you know, keep, you know, it's not how to avoid self-inflicted foundation leaks? <laughs> yeah, sure, Scott. Yeah, we, as we talked earlier about the, the, you know, foremost important is the gutters being cleaned, and that's more than once a year, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen. Um, also, bigger gutters helps. Six-inch downspots especially really helps. Mm-hmm. Having to mix tenants, uh, you know, at least 10 feet away. A positive grade from your house you want to make sure you have versus a negative grade. Sometimes your landscape can create so the, a hindrance. Yeah, the dirt slopes away yes, from the house. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, and you could build it up with with soils and make a positive grade versus your landscape keeping the water against the house, ponding and pulling. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all uh, surface water issues. Caulking a lot of times and slab sidewalks would help, you know, uh, surface water issues that can usually, quite frankly, happen every rain. Uh, but then you have situations like with the ice rain, the rain we had a few weeks ago where you get to one, two, three-day rains. And uh, you're literally in a clay bowl of water, your yeah. house is. And you build up what's called groundwater versus surface water that comes up like a spring or well where the water table rises, hydrostatic pressure builds up. And it comes in where that wall and floor meet are through four cracks, which where you would need a sump pump to get the water up out of the hole, so to speak, where yeah. you can't yeah. just do anything outside anymore when it becomes a groundwater issue. And uh, that's why a house is on top of a hill leak. You know, they go, I'm top of the hill. Well, you're still in a clay bowl, bottom right. of the hill, top of the hill. <laughs> and uh, so there are cases where you can be proactive with your outside uh, deflection of water for surface water. But once a groundwater issue, water table, hydrostatic pressure, sump pump is the answer. And, and we can certainly uh, address both areas at Heal Tech. Yeah, we have a mm-hmm. town called Clay Town. Clayton, yes. you know, so if you don't think we have clay around here, you know, and your house is not sitting in a clay bowl, think again. That's correct. And mm-hmm. the the simple uh, visual that I like to bring is the house is a foundation. It's not a boat or a submarine. Mm-hmm. It was built to hold up the house. But mm-hmm. when you get saturated soil, you know, water moves from high pressure, or high concentration to low. Well, your basement ha- is filled with air. The outside soil is filled with water. That water is going to move to wherever it can go, right mm-hmm. through that crack, you know, your basement floor, around the beams and columns. Yes. So, yeah, yeah it sounds like you're going to be a busy man for mm-hmm. some time here, That's Randy. That's correct. Yes, we'd love to help you. All right, 800-246-9721, and uh, good luck. Have a good day today. Will you stick around? I'll ask you one more question before you get out of sure. here. Sure, sounds All great. Right. Yeah. All right, we've got phone lines open, 314 314- Four three six seven nine zero zero three one four four three six seven nine hundred toll free eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. My name is Scott Mosby. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show, and uh, we are here for you. One more hour. Uh, we've got some great things happening here. KMOX, of course, is always the place to be. Uh, and then uh, one o'clock, we're going to have the Rick Edelman Show. Three o'clock, Car Pro Show. And at five, the KMOX Profiles be a fun show. I promise for you to stay tuned, listening to the experts.
experts here on KMOX. Again, phone lines 314-436-7900 and toll-free 800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I've been on this show for 20 years. I am the um, latest person to sit this uh, seat, if you will. There were three or four people before me on this show on KMOX. So I am holding down the fort. And, you know, when my time comes and somebody else comes in behind, KMOX will have another expert to come in. Uh, You're seeing quite a few of those folks in my absences away. Thank you uh, to the folks that uh, filled in for me. It's important that, uh, at least it's important to me that the answers are knowledgeable, experienced, and accurate. So I'm very involved in picking the people that come in to, to answer these questions. It's important. You know, Randy's here. He gives a good answer and he helps you out. Uh, think favorably of Helitech. And if we give a wrong answer, you know, there are consequences for that. So it's very important to me that the guest hosts that come in on KMOX uh, are knowledgeable, experienced, and trustworthy that you can count on them. So anyway, that's kind of my away. I love being on KMOX for 20 years. I get to talk to, you know, 50,000 of my favorite friends. Uh, You are part of the KMOX family, as am I. Uh, Randy is as well. And it's just fun, you know. I mean, I help people. You know, what's not to love there, you know? You know, our our, our business... um, uh, mission is uh, make a positive difference in people's lives every day. Make a difference. You know, be there. Do something. Advance the ball. Help. Uh, well, that goes from my personal to my career as well, and it attracts people that like to help. And, you know, that's how it works. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We've got some great questions here. Sounds like Randy's going to be busy. Randy, we may need you just a little longer than a few minutes. You're going to be a busy man. All right. KMOX 50,000 watts of at your service. Randy Pantano, Helitech, Scott Mosby of KMOX. We are at your service right here. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, at your service, we are live and lively in Mike Miller's words of the Camwex Garden Hotline, and we are hot on your trail. Ten phone lines, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Randy Pantano, uh, polite enough to stay here and go into press service. We've got water questions next. Let's start with Claude. Claude, welcome to Camwex. Thanks for getting us started on Camwex Hour 2. How may we help you? Good afternoon. Uh, first, thank you for your service, and uh, here's my situation. I have a home, a ranch-style home on a slab, and high elevation, and I've done everything I thought was right. I've got uh, no trees out on the yard, I've got clean gutters, and the water uh, runs away from the house. The problem I've got is, I mentioned it's a slab. Underneath the furnace, I've got a oh a space, a square that goes down probably four, about two and a half feet, I guess. Into that, I've got four tubes, and they're air returns that go to the bottom of the furnace. With all the rain we've gotten, uh, that water filled up. In fact, I pumped out 320 gallons of water. Yeah. And uh, one of them I found out was a P-trap that uh, had deteriorated. And uh, so I called in a plumber and got that taken care of. I thought my problem was fixed until I found 320 gallons of water. 
what do I do? What's my, what do I do? All right. Well, I've got a little bit to offer with that. Randy, uh, under slab ductwork, basically, a lot, you know, saturated soil, water's coming into that ductwork, and he's pumping out, well, the bad news, Claude, is as long as it's raining, you'll keep pumping water out of that. That's it, kind of... it won't rain until this afternoon, I understand. <laughs> so I'm good for a couple hours, I guess. Yeah, take a break, get a nap, you know. <laughs> Randy, any suggestions yeah, for yeah, him? Yeah, that's a, a tough situation there. Um, I, I've seen them so bad where the you know, ductworks, like I said, are filled with water because they're rusted out. And once yeah. they're rusted yes, out, they like are that, rusted out. Yeah. There's an 8-inch, the tubes are yeah. 8 inches in diameter. And uh, I have very little tube left. The house, I think, is about 50 years old. Yeah, so the the only answer is really just to, to, to bypass those, fill those up, and then put your ductwork in the attic if you can, uh, because those are no longer going to be usable when you have water. Well, if I closed up that space, is that, first of all, is that possible? Uh, need the furnace? Well, you'll have to. It's a. You'll move the furnace so that instead of a uh, any ductwork under the slab, you'll abandon everything under the slab from a heating and cooling standpoint, Claude. Okay. And then okay. you'll move all your air up inside the. You know what's called the the insulated or or the thermal envelope of the house. Okay. That that's the long term. Uh, we have in the past oh, a few years. Um, there is a vinyl lining material that you can line those, and it seals them off a little bit. But at times like this, when the water is just this, um, when the soil's this saturated, it's really hard to keep the water out of those under. So that's the way I was listening earlier. That's your groundwater that you're referring to. Is that is that what we're talking about? That, that is correct, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. High water table in the area, and there's not much you yeah. can do about it other than, like I said, just bypass it to your uh, ductwork in the attic. Your yeah, the, the city is actually going to clean out the uh, culvert, and I'm running the uh, downspouts, which are six inches in diameter. Excellent. We're running them, and I'm also putting uh, soil against the, you know, up up to the brick line, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can get the water away from the house. But unless, well, the that's really about all I could do, am I correct? That, that yeah. is correct, but again, the deterioration has already taken place in a ductwork, so uh, therefore you have to bypass it at this point in time. Yeah, this okay. is one of those things, Claude, we just don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Look, it was a great idea yeah. at the time, um, but uh, we learned, you know, just as you have, you, you know, when the soil gets uh, saturated with water, that water's going to find its way in, and the better thing is just get the ductwork up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's going to be throughout your house. It's it's a big deal because you know you've got to run forced air something. Yeah, I yeah. mean I you know initially I dug down to the footer of the uh, of the slab and I mean I went down three feet. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know I thought I had a crack in the found in the in the slab and that's the way the water was coming in. Well, after I got down three feet, I'm thinking this is crazy. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think of taking that house, the whole concrete slab, lift it up in the air, and you've got all the ductwork pipes, which are just metal to metal, and they are not airtight or watertight, and then dipping that whole house down into a huge lake, you know, and the water just comes and fills up that ductwork, and that's exactly what that saturated soil yeah. system does. You just can't keep the water out. There's 
no way of getting rid of the pressure on that water. Uh, you would well. You're doing it by pumping 320 gallons of water out. The problem okay. is that <laughs> y- you know you have to be ahead of Mother Nature, and theoretically, what you're describing is I want to win. As I like, well, good luck trying to fight Mother Nature. She yeah, is right. Very persistent. Yeah. In fact, after I put, it's completely dry now. I mean, yeah. completely dry. I don't have a drop now, and I'm thinking. You know, well, if I had only known, I would have started, you know, I, I right. obviously getting concerned. I was afraid that I was going to flood the inside of the house, you know, and uh, I'm sure the neighbors, uh, you know, seeing a pump coming out of or water coming out of my house <laughs> weren't very happy. But, yeah. you know, I, I there was absolutely no damage, just, uh, you know, obviously a lot of hard work. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks Claude. for taking my call. Glad to help you, sir. Thank you. Bye. All right, Randy, we're, uh, whether it's a foundation or a basement, you know water. Yes. Let's see what's <laughs> cooking next. Let's go see if we can talk to Mark. Hey, Mark, uh, good afternoon. Welcome to KMOX. See if we can uh, help you here in the next few minutes. How can we help you, Mark? Yes, uh, I've got a, a basement. It's a, it's a ranch. Mm-hmm. And again, just like the previous caller, we're up on the hill. Okay. And there's a almost perfectly vertical crack. Um and we had somebody come out two years ago when we had all the rain, uh, when uh, it kind of fl- it flooded into the basement. Mm. And they came out and they they claimed that uh, injecting it with uh, epoxy was the thing to do. Um, so that's what we did. And then we put everything back, put new carpet in. And then uh, now with the, the big rains that we've just recently had, it uh, we had the problem again. So... And then opening the wall up because it's uh, it's not uh, exposed concrete; it's drywall. Mm-hmm. But uh, we open the wall up and then take a look, and that that crack that was filled with epoxy is is now is reopened up, and it's opened up um, not the same amount from top to bottom, predominantly more at the top. We've had, uh, and that's definitely where the water was coming in, and it was uh, it seemed like it was coming in through the cracks, possibly in those. Pool- those ports where they injected the epoxy just yeah. a guess of mine and we've had uh, a couple people come out um, one person who was not the original person and was saying that they didn't agree with it being ejected with epoxy they felt it should have been a styrofoam water mix of some sort uh, they said that the epoxy is more of a structural fix Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, his thoughts were, he, he said, one, he's going to have, it's going to be not as easy because there's already epoxy in there. He's going to have to do some prep work, uh, to try and get the new material inside the crack. Uh, but he felt pretty confident he was going to be able to do it. Uh, the original guy, he came out and he still stood behind, uh, the material that he used. And he felt that uh, he just has to uh, inject more of it in there and uh, come at an additional cost. We do have Helitech coming out uh, in a, another week, week and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I figured while you were on the phone, while you were taking questions, I figured I'd give you a call and see what you guys thought. 
Well, before I turn this to Randy, I, I want to chime in here. If you have a crack that's open more at the top and the bottom, there's some movement going on there, and this is more than a crack repair. So uh, that that's my opinion, and granted. But Randy, how, how would you respond to this? Yes, that's certainly a possibility. Is the the, the injection it would stop the water for some time being, but it does not stop the movement. Yeah. So if you have movement, uh, you have to address that at vertical or horizontal movement. Uh, we'll be able to tell that when we come out and make our assessment. Uh, we also can repair the crack too as well. Uh, what normally we do in industry today is do an epoxy uh, surface seal, but what's called a urethane injection. I think that's what you meant by the foam and the stuff you mentioned earlier. There's a the urethane through the tube or the porch, so the urethane is inside the wall, and then the surface seal is the epoxy, so it's a two-part combination. Uh, when it's been previously epoxy, we take an extra step and do what's called carbon fiber or carbon bond over it as well. It's actually uh, like putting rebar in concrete. It's actually the skin of an airplane, so it's very strong, and it would bond that together. So we can certainly address in a couple of weeks when we come out uh, to tell you, first of all, if you have movement, and uh, secondly, to be able to repair the crack and warranty it as well uh, with the combination of epoxy, urethane, and carbon bond. Yeah. Okay. So it, it sounds like probably what you're saying, of course, without seeing it, that uh, it, it's going to need a, a combination, not just one is the answer. It's going to need possibly two things, that two is different correct. types of material. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, Mark. That, to me, makes a little bit more sense than mm-hmm. the other. Yes. I'm going to back up to almost a layman's level of this, uh, 50,000 feet, as we call it, around the office at Mosby. Is it, uh, epoxy material is uh, very strong. It's like 9,000 pounds per square inch, 9,000 PSI. So when Mm -hmm. you get a warranty where we promise this epoxy won't crack, if it was properly installed, that epoxy won't crack because the concrete next to it is only 3,500 PSI. So if the the crack repair was done correctly, um, your your crack isn't going to fail. So either it was done correctly or incorrectly. Either way... Something happened that overpowered that material, either at 9,000 PSI or 3,500 at concrete. And that's my premise that if you still have motion, you, you can break, you know, your epoxy may stick to the concrete, but you may peel the concrete off of one side. So, there, mm-hmm. and like Randy's saying, you may have two or three things going on. And, you know, so you, you may... I guarantee the Helitech will be looking for a second crack because they generally come in pairs. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. well, think about it. Think about it. If you've got a four-square box and you crack one side because something's moving, there would be an enormous amount of stress somewhere else on that perimeter system. Generally, to get movement, if you move enough, you've overcome the brittleness uh, or hardness of that concrete, you're going to crack it in another location. And that's re- and it's sometimes hard to find, but generally they're in pairs. Okay, something like uh, on the parallel wall to it on the other side of the house? Yeah, type it, thing? It, it, we mirror, yes, yeah. Sister crack uh, almost adjacent to that. Uh, uh, again, we'll be able to tell when we come out. And it, it could simply be, as Scott said, a preparation problem. We we take a lot of time to prepare the surface with what's called a scare fire. It's like a wire wheel, belt sander, really edge the concrete, get it nice and clean. So, I mean, there's so many variables there without looking at it. But mm-hmm. we're experts at heel tech, and we'll certainly be glad to address that in a couple of weeks when we come out there. Yeah. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. All right, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for your service, guys. All right, sir. Bye now. Take care. 
Randy, thanks for the help. Will you stick around? We've got uh, another crack uh, coming up here in just a second. Sounds good. Right on. Randy Pentano, Helitech here on KMOX. Scott Mosby, at your service. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, Randy Pantano, Helitech, Scott Mosby, KMOX. We are at your service. We are talking basements, foundation, leaking things, and we're going right to Julie to see what's happening. Julie, good afternoon. Welcome to KMOX. How may we help? This is Julie. I have a home that is probably at least over 50 years old in South County, and there's a hairline crack in the floor in the basement. I don't have a finished basement, so I can see that there. So I didn't know if that's something I can address or if that's something I have to hire someone to take care of that hairline crack or just leave it alone. Randy, how can you help? Yeah, I would I would suggest leaving it alone at this time if it's not leaking any water, correct? It's just there? It's not bare, but then I saw that one thing a while back that said, oh, radon can come through your basement if you got cracks in it. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, so I was just, you know, freaking out about that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it, you'd certainly get a radon test, first of all, to see if you have it, but they would do it coming through many cracks, and cracks on the floor would be one. But they're they're pretty normal to have basement floor cracks. Uh, if you can think of concrete, it has no flexibility, and like in a drive or a sidewalk, they put an expansion joint in it. Um, years ago, they did not do that in garage floors and basement floors, and therefore when water gets underneath the basement, it expands the soil, and therefore you get some heaving, and uh, the basement floors will crack. Uh, today, they put what's called zip joints in, so it allows for movement in newer houses, but 50 years, I did not. So uh, floor cracks are pretty normal in basements, not alarming. You can caulk them. You can't uh, do your traditional epoxy injection like you do for a wall crack on basement floors. Uh, but you can do a self-leveling cough if you like or just ignore it. Uh, if they do leak, though, then it's more of a higher stacker pressure problem, and we would address that. But it sounds what like it's not concerning at this time. What kind of caulking would that be? Is there a, a name for a specific kind yeah. of caulking? Like a Vulcan self-leveling caulk would you want to recommend. Could you mm-hmm. spell that? Um, Vulcan would be V-A-U-L-K-E-N. Yeah. And then sometimes you can use what's called a backer rod or some fillers if it's a real deep crack, some sand or backer rod in there so you're not using excess caulk. No, it's caulk. just really mm-hmm. a hairline yeah. crack. Mm-hmm. Then if I can ask another question, I have some vertical cracks on my outside brick, and I do when we get that heavy rain, enough rain went through those cracks and I had a little uh, trickle in the basement from that rain um, Mm-hmm. If it's vertical, where you know, like in between the the bricks, is, is that just filling it up, or does that mean I have an issue going on? Is that actually is that splitting, splitting a brick, brick, or is that at the mortar joint? Well, I've got both. I've got one little step look Stair thing stepping, going yes. on, mm-hmm. and then I've got other ones where the decorative brick is pulling away from the regular brick. Um, I've got those two issues going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like you might have some movement there, and it'd be worth having heels that got there uh, to assure you that we can do some elevation, transit readings, and double check uh, your house for movement. Uh, if nothing else, monitor it. Uh, but it sounds like you might have some movement. As far as the water issues concerned, you can uh, do some, you know, silicone sealing on brick. There's there's water repellents for brick and masonry. 
Uh, there's also weep holes at the bottom of the brick that you want to make sure are clear as well, but uh, it's certainly worth having Teal check out there with the cracking issues that you have. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your number was 1-800-246-9721? That is correct. Okay. And mm-hmm. then what are your hours for that? Uh, you can call any time. All time. All right. Yes, yes ma'am. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. I appreciate your show, Scott. Mm-hmm. All right, Julie. Thank, thank you for the call. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Have a good one. Yes. Bye. Bye. Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, you know, the caulk, uh, if it's a hairline crack and there's movement, I mm-hmm. wouldn't even try fixing it. Don't muddy mm-hmm. the water until you get an expert yes. there would be my advice to Julie. I mean, anything mm-hmm. I put on this crack, you can't mm-hmm. see. You know, the less you can see, the less you can see, yes. the less accurate, you, you're, then you're guessing. Mm-hmm. So, man, Julie, if you're still listening, I would do nothing until you get somebody out yes. there to, you know, uh, get, get a doctor out there to see if you're sick. <laughs> all right you'll take care of your home there you go heal your home he's like yeah all right well uh let's take a short pause and come right back for more we're going to talk about some fireplace issues uh you know what let's see if we can get right into this well let's go to john pardon me i'm going to cr- uh, change my mind john let's see what's cooking john how can we help you here randy pantano scott mosby how can we help hey scott uh, i've got a uh, two-story house with a brick chimney okay and uh it doesn't usually leak but when we get a lot of rain from a certain direction, I get water and it comes in right at the top of the concrete. Yep. So I, I, I suspect this is an insoluble problem. Uh, uh, well, kind of. Kind of, but Randy and I were we were laughing because you're while you were talking to the producer, we were just talking about this issue. First off, brick is very, very porous, so the water can come sideways through the brick in a heavy rainstorm, saturate, and then gravity drops it down. Uh, it keeps traveling through the brick until it runs into a dam, which happens to be your poured concrete foundation. Bam, it stops, and then it leaks sideways out, and that's what you're experiencing. It could be from the cap on the very top of the chimney. Uh, long and the short of this, this is why we have a mason at Mosby, because uh, if you have a brick chimney and it rains long enough, you're going to get water somewhere. And uh, some of these cracks can be improved or, and some cannot be improved. But, you know, generally, if, if your chimney is masonry and it's older than 15 years, I guarantee you've got some problem somewhere. Yeah, I, that, that's the thing. We just had the chimney cleaned and repaired and relined. Yep, yep. So they were supposed to check. The, I've been up there, but they were supposed to check the cap and make sure that, that that's all intact. But this only happens when it rains heavy, long yeah. time, and in one direction. And fortunately, the basement's not finished, so the water just runs down the wall, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oftentimes, I mean, uh, you may have two or three different issues, one coming, you know, through the chimney, through the actual brick itself. You may have a flashing issue where the water's getting around. It could be a roof combination. Uh, But oftentimes we identify one of three or four different issues. The problem is fixing all four means tearing the thing apart and putting it back together, which gets very costly. So then you're into the process of elimination. Uh, But Suffice it to say, uh, we're dealing with these all the time. Uh, They're not fun because sometimes you just chase them. You try this, 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 and this because you don't want to spend $20,000 to fix all four right up front. What if I only need to fix two? Does spraying or or painting the chimney with like like a Thompson's water seal or something like that to kind of maybe try to seal some of the 
gaps in the mortar and what have you? Does that have any effect? Yes, because uh, it takes, on the average, about 20 seconds for water to move through brick. So think about that, 20 seconds for water to move through brick. Um, so that means the water's coming inside your chimney. The slower you can, um, if you can slow down that water migration from out to in, uh, then you the uptake goes a lot slower. That has to be a silicone product. I wouldn't do a Thompson's water seal, but something a little heavier duty than that but you bet and that that's the dance we start with so but if you've got hairline cracks or your tuck pointing needs help don't bother uh, sealing it because the water's just going to come through those bigger cracks right right so yeah again just like randy says somebody that knows what they're doing needs to come out and generally they're going to tell you something you don't want to hear and (laughs) on you go from there yeah this sealer is is excellent like you said the silicone is is better like your paint stores would have that uh, like wax in a car, that water will beat off it. But keep in mind, this you're going to get two years. Yeah, be lucky to get three. Yeah, it's like sealing a deck. It does not last. Uh, so it's yeah. something you're going to have to do maintenance. And because it's clear, you don't know it's gone until you see the porosity of the brick increase and uh, the water not beating off yep. anymore. Now, do 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 paint contractors spray this on, or does it need to be applied with a brush or a roller? Uh, all of the above, I wouldn't get a paint contractor. I would get a masonry contractor in there or somebody that knows about chimneys. They, they deal with this stuff all the time. Uh, sometimes the cap, the actual cement on the cap, everything looks good. And there's a, like Randy was, we were talking off the air, little hairline crap right, right around your uh, flue pipe. And you, you know, mm-hmm. you get eight inches of rain. You mm-hmm. have a ton of water coming in your house. Yeah. Right. The blowing rain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, all right. Well, thank you very much, Scott. You're always helpful. I always right. enjoy listening to you. Thanks for calling, John. I just don't understand how you can be so happy dealing with my problems. Ignorance is bliss, John. You know, it just, you know, I just, the less I, the less intelligence I have, the happier I am. There you go. Well, that ain't true, but have a great holiday. All right. You too. Take care. I know. We're going to take a short pause. Come right back for more. Randy Pentano, Helitech, Scott Mosby, Cabwax. We are truly at your service on this wonderful Memorial Day holiday weekend. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together. We are here. Randy Pentano, Scott Mosby offering answers. Sometimes, I promise, the answers match the questions. But only occasionally. Let's see what's cooking here with Rhonda. Hey, Rhonda, good afternoon. Welcome to CamWex. How may we help? Uh, yes, we have a cedar-sided house, and we are having troubles with woodpeckers and was wondering if you have some kind of recommendations what we can do. Uh, a great big hunter with a big gun. No. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and Randy and I were chatting about this off the air, too. Um, the idea is to make the woodpeckers feel like they're about to be lunch. So the inducement of a predator. Uh, you know, you've got all the foam owls, um, some kind of uh, uh, snakes. I've hung rubber snakes. I had a car I parked underneath a tree, and the tree, the birds just seemed to decorate it. So I hung some rubber snakes up there and chased the birds away. Mm-hmm. But I had to move it around. So, uh, But that's kind of the issue is uh, believing that the woodpeckers, because they're not really, they're digging underneath the bark of that tree looking for the grubs or the food. So they aren't really trying to get the food out of the wood. They want to get behind the wood. So they're trying to get yes. your sighting out of the way. Okay, so there's 
really nothing other than the foam owls and the rubber snakes that you can suggest anyway. Well, I, uh, yeah, Randy, any suggestions? I mean, we were talking, you know, in Fenton, I went to a fellow's house years ago and he had a very involved um, recording device with speakers on every corner. It was a cedar home and he had this sound playing on varying intervals of uh, hawk sounds um, and any predator of woodpeckers he had on varying sounds. And, and I said, well, how's it working? And he said, well, I'm two, two and a half years into it. It's working fine. Oh, okay. Well, that one I've never heard of, so I guess that would be worth a try. <laughs> yeah, Randy, any thoughts? But, yeah, yes, we were talking about the sounds uh, yeah. for Purple Martins. There's actually a CD that tracked Purple Martins. So uh, I think the key is to find out their predator yeah. and uh, go after it that way. Uh, local nursery may be helpful as that as well, or even the zoo, for that matter. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right, Rhonda. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye now. Again, the, the whole message is make them feel like they're about to be lunch, mm-hmm. and then they'll find they'll go hammer on the neighbor's house. <laughs> yeah, Randy, uh, you're off and running here, Helitech. How do people get in touch with Helitech, and uh, you know what's ahead of you for the next uh, oh foreseeable future? Yes, uh, out there estimating uh, almost seven days a week. It feels like sometimes, and but you can feel we'll always have time for you when we feel like we're worth the wait. Uh, you know, it's a bunch of aggravation as you're going through. You certainly only want to do this once. So many times we see we're having to redo uh, other work. So we uh, certainly feel confident we can fix it right the first time. You can call us at 1-800-246-9721, or you can actually kind of get us online and make an appointment online at HealTechOnline.com. Let's see your address, but... Uh, Appreciate uh, the time this morning, and I look forward to meeting you all someday. All right. Randy Pantano of Helitech, Scott Mosby here of Camo X. Stay tuned. We've got lots of things happening. We're getting to, for those late-night listeners, Cardinals play tonight, 1130, <laughs> St. Louis time. Ooh, wow. Go Cards.